0: All right, on this episode of the podium, we have Factory Huskies' Zach Osborne. Zach, how you doing, man?
1: Doing good, man. Uh, Coming around, starting to feel a little bit better, a little bit more like myself, so looking forward to getting back going here in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Like I was uh, was saying, off the air, it was really a bummer. Um, I know much more of a bummer for you, but a bummer for myself and the fans that you had the injury, but we know you're going to be back bigger and stronger and better than ever, so hopefully um, not too much longer.
1: For sure. Um it was a huge bummer. Like you said no one was more bummed than me, but um everything happens for a reason and um I'm hoping to be back here in, here in action the next couple of two or three weeks, so looking forward
0: to it. Awesome. Well, tonight on uh, the podium, your topic is your top 3 uh favorite things or the the most uh the things that you thought were the best about racing the GPs. Let's start with number 3. Um I don't know if you have actual particular order, but let's start with number 3 and why.
1: Um Man, number three would probably be just a variance in the tracks, like just how different everything was every weekend. It kind of kept it fresh and uh, and different because you never quite knew what you were showing up to. Like You might show up to a weekend where typically this happened often in, in Portugal, uh, where it would be sunny and you'd go out and practice and it would be okay, and then you'd go out for the heat race or like a moto, mm-hmm. and it would just be soaking wet, full-on mud race you need. You he go, uh, roll-offs or something like that because they accidentally overwatered the track or just something random, you know, it, was, it always just kind of kept things, uh, yeah. kept things dicey and, uh, interesting.
0: So it wasn't so much the weather, it was just the track prep could be all over the place.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it was just like, sometimes I felt like it was language barrier, like they just, you know, there was a miscommunication on someone's part and, uh, <laughs> and they just went ham with the water hose.
0: Right. So how long did it take you to adjust to that? I mean, I'm for sure the first year or two was probably just like very difficult to even get comfortable.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was still adjusting when I left. I feel like <laughs> um it was just one of those things that you just had to be prepared for everything, just um know that anything could happen at any moment and you needed to have all the all the goggle selections ready to go.
0: Right. All right. Well, let's uh let's move on to number 2. Mm.
1: Number two would probably be just the unique travel style. Um, I did a lot of my travels in Europe in a motorhome, oh, cool. um, partially by myself or with my teammate Mel Pocock or with my now wife Brittany. Um, and it was just you know tra- traveling to the races, driving around Europe in a in a motorhome. You know, is pretty unique experience and something that you don't get to to do. Uh, very often. So, looking back, I wish I could have enjoyed it a little bit more at times, and just kind of taking it all in, or yeah, you know, taking a side road instead of the <laughs> interstate. But um, it was just a really cool experience for me, and and something I'd like to do again someday with my kids. Is just you know, take a month or two and and go get a motorhome and and travel around.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. I've never really been overseas, other than I was in Singapore for a month doing a job, but like I've never been to Europe or anything like that, and. I definitely want to do that sometime in my life. Um, did you ever have any issues with like with customs, border crossings, anything where you were kind of uh like a little sketchy?
1: Not super sketchy. Um my I was on a British team and my I didn't really qualify for any of the the tiers that their British system had for me mm-hmm. uh as far as a visa goes. So I was there, you know, I was traveling the whole time on a on a traveler's visa. So Oftentimes in Britain, it was a little bit like, oh, "What, what are you doing here?" I had to show some, some documentation, but typically it was good. I mean, once you're in the EU, um, on the other side of the of the English Channel, it's there's no real border crossings or anything, so okay. never anything super sketchy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was always a little bit fearful just because you don't, you know. I felt always felt like I was they were trying to catch me out, or they were trying to put me in a situation where I would give the wrong answer. Wow. But um, it just, it never got too bad.
0: <laughs> right. For decades, Acherby's has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With research and development, they continue to be on the top step of the podium each year. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Acherby's has what you need. Achirbys is the proud sponsor of Factory Red Bull KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and many more teams. If you're looking for full plastic kits, individual pieces, discards, chain guide sliders, and blocks, frame guards, gear, or any other of the numerous products Chirbys offers, visit achirbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and Brian and the crew will take care of you. Make sure to let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Well, all right, let's move on to number one. What was your favorite thing about uh, doing the GPs? My favorite thing is definitely just
1: the enthusiasm of the fans, um, how committed they are, how passionate they are about motocross, how many people turn up every weekend to, to you know, just see motocross. That are they're they're more like grassroots fans. I would say like they just love the sport. They come with their air horns, with their chainsaws, with their, you know, whatever they can find that'll make noise, and they just go nuts. And it, it's a really awesome experience. It makes it way cooler for. For the riders and just for for everyone, I I think the atmosphere is just unreal.
0: Yeah, I've seen lots of video, and then of course, I got a small taste of it at MX of Nations at Redbud this year. which you know, which that was the craziest race I've ever seen, and I you know, I'm sure that some of the GPS are even more crazy, especially when they're the home country's fa- uh, team wins or whatever. But yeah, those guys get re- wound up. There's no doubt.
1: For sure, it's it's a uh, next level um, sort of atmosphere at, at most of the GPs, especially the, the French GPs. And in Germany, they're always just nuts.
0: Yeah. How about food? Um, I, I'm a super picky eater. I know as a pro you, you've got a pretty particular diet. Usually, uh, any major struggles trying to find proper, uh, edible food, you know, when you're traveling?
1: No, not necessarily. I'm not very picky at all. And, um, I, you know, I just kind of learned to roll with the punches. Um, I always kind of had a stash in my motorhome of, like, (laughs) bars or something that I liked. British food, I really like British food, and they always had, um, you know, good snacks and stuff. So I'd always kind of stock up before I left in case I ever got in a bad situation. But most, for the most part, you know, when you're in Europe or um, in England, you can find good food. But, like, when we would go to, like, Bulgaria or the one year we went to Russia, like, there, those places you know can get kind of touch and go but other than that it wasn't wasn't too bad
0: well would you you know if you uh you write race a couple more years in the u.s and you're uh you win a couple more championships maybe get a couple 450 championships would you ever do like a you you talked about wanting to take your family over there would you ever consider going and doing some races over there where you're there for a couple months and and doing the traveling sightseeing
1: for sure i'd love to um i would even consider doing like a like a farewell tour, uh, one last GP season or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it definitely interests me. Um, it's not, not really been seriously talked about, but Brittany sure. and I have kicked it around a little bit. So maybe, uh, maybe someday.
0: That'd be awesome. Well, Zach, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on uh, and, and giving us a few minutes for the podium and, uh, you know, off the air, we talked about having you on this coming week. Uh, like I said, I, I, this particular episode of the podium may not be released for a couple weeks. So people hearing this may have already heard you on the regular show Tuesday night. But, yeah, we look forward to talking to you this Tuesday and talking about the rest of 2019.
1: Sounds good, dude. Thank you.
0: All right, Zach. You have a good night, bud. Thanks. All right. You too. All right. See ya.